0: Really, Riley? Really, Riley? Really, Riley? Really, Riley? Really, Riley? Really, Riley? <laughs> Are you ready? This is the Really Riley Podcast. Woo! Well, hello, we love it. Happy Wednesday. Man, this has been a week already. Like, hopefully you're having a great one. Um, if you're new here, welcome. Um, this is the podcast where I like to talk about all things real, everything that makes you go, wait a minute, that girl just say that, what? Um, and yeah, yay, welcome. Sorry, my brain's a little fried today because, uh, if you listen to the podcast, we lost our nanny whom we absolutely love and adore. We still love and adore. We're still friends. She's still part of the family, but we had to find somebody else pretty quickly. Um, and our new nanny started today and she's great. So thank God. But there's a lot of change in the air for my little toddler and for my seven-year-old. And it's like, there was just tantrums galore. And I won't bore you with the mom stuff right now, but uh, it was one of them days, that just like grates on your entire soul. But thank God the sun was out because, oh my God, I'm like a leech for sun. Like when the sun comes out, I'm like, <laughs> like <laughs> probably just really skeeved you out with that noise. But just like literally my whole soul soaks it up and I'm just all around it in a better mood, so... Today is the day. On Wednesdays, we do Ask Riley around here. This was a bit that I came up with when I was on terrestrial radio on the air and people loved it. And it's just basically I take all of the shit that I did in my life that was either stupid, crazy, or maybe even a little smart. All those broken roads that I took, I turn them into like a little bit of advice for you guys. um, And a way for us to connect and maybe just not feel so alone in a lot of the stuff that we have going on. Because I'm not afraid to really talk about much. And like I said before, for those of you guys that say I'm wishy-washy about saying some stuff, like if I don't say it, it's because I legally cannot. So there's that. Um, and also, at the end of this podcast, I'm bringing back the fave five. If you guys are a couple OG, we got this army and uh, we got this fam, that was something that I used to do every single Friday. It was five things that I was obsessing over and I wanted to share if I got good deals, if it was a new product that I was like in love with. And TikTok made me buy a lot of it. Um, But I'm going to do that at the end of the podcast. You guys came up with some really good questions today. I love so many of these. And a lot of you guys said, like, just do the short form instead of, like, letters. I'm going to do those two when they come in. But I, I kind of like this a lot, the way that you guys have just sent me, like, you know, the question, answering the questions on Instagram. So without further ado, here we go. So I don't read your guys' names because this way I don't know if you are like anonymous or you want to be anonymous or whatever. So I just kind of leave it out. Um, One person said, besides Greece, what is a bucket list place to visit? I put this on Instagram too, but I'm such a weirdo. Like I want to go see Alcatraz, like the prison (laughs) in San Francisco. I don't know why. Like I I just, I I never like history in school, but I love historical buildings like that. And this is sort of strange too, but I feel like when you go and visit that place, you probably feel a very large sense of despair and hopelessness and just giving up. And I know that sounds weird in a space where I'm like, Miss We Got This, I'm the OG We Got This girl, but I think that it would be A, really cool to see a historical like you know, building like that, um, but B, it also would it's weird how it would lift me up. Like, well, life isn't this bad. So it's only up from here. It's very strange of me and maybe melancholy and emo. But I remember when I moved to Michigan in the dead of fucking winter from Florida for my very first radio job, I knew no one. And I didn't have a lot of money and I didn't really want to like Go too far out of my area because let's face it, I didn't know how to drive on ice. I didn't even have a scraper for my car. I used a brush, like one of those like boar's bristle brushes. Did that because my car at the time wouldn't turn the heat on unless the car was moving, so I couldn't exactly defrost my windows. Mm -hmm. It was a whole thing. But I used to go and visit cemeteries. This is so bad because I just I like the history of them, and I would also kind of say like you know everything's great if it's above ground. I don't really do that anymore, but at a time I did that. And I don't think that me visiting Alcatraz is that. I really just want to go and I think it's cool. And I've had a few people tell me it's awesome. So yeah, now that I'm a weirdo, that would be on the bucket list. Um, I really want to go probably, you know, Asia to maybe someday if Marshall ever wanted to like visit certain parts of his heritage that he doesn't really know anything about. Um, Australia is for sure on the bucket list. I know a lot of people have said that Tulum isn't the cool place to go, but I've just seen too many damn Instagram like photos where they have like the gyms that look like Bam Bam gyms from the Flintstones. I just, that's on the bucket list. And you know, I was kind of down and out the other day because I haven't really gotten out to travel with my husband very often. And I know first world problems, absolutely roll your eyes at me, but I would have loved to with him, and it's not going to happen for a while, but my mom has been to like just about every single country ever, and she was like, well, baby, I didn't start traveling until I was like 45, and I'm manifesting that. That was on thing that was on my vision board from last year, so it's going to happen because I spoke it into existence. Um, Oof. Another one of you said, how do you tell someone a hard truth? Ugh. I mean... You'd think I'd be the expert at this because I think I'm too real for the world a lot of times and I'm truthful to a fault. Like, I'm not afraid to hurt somebody's feelings. Sometimes I'm like, do you, like, I'll ask Marshall or I'll ask my friends if they come to me for advice. I'm like, do you want someone to listen to you or do you want my actual feedback? Like, do you want the truth or do you want me to just be there for you? Because there's a difference. I feel like sometimes... You have to just rip the Band-Aid off, and you don't have to be an asshole. But sometimes those hard truths shake that person in a good way. They may not want to hear it at the time, but real truth equals real growth, I think. So whatever the reason behind you giving them that hard truth, as long as you're respectful about it, just trust that it's for a reason. I mean, no pain, no gain. I know that's the dorkiest like saying ever, but like, I used to not like hard truths, but now I crave them. I mean, it's not like I said, as long as you're not gonna be a jerk, it's like I love it when you guys give me critiques about stuff. I love it when you guys have opinions. I don't gotta listen, but I do. You know, like I don't have to change anything I don't wanna change, but if it's a truth that I have to face in the mirror about something I'm doing or not doing from someone I care about, then I need to at least listen and take stock in it. So when you're telling them that hard truth, I wouldn't, if they have an inability to listen to it at that point, like don't talk to somebody that doesn't want to hear you because then it's just going to get hostile. There's no point to it. But I would absolutely come from a loving space and let them know. Like It's that whole thing that when you're about to critique somebody that you give them a compliment first. I'm not saying kiss their ass. I'm just saying, like, if it's a friend and I was talking to my best friend in the world, I'd be like, you know, I have something I really want to be honest with you about and I hope you'll receive it well because that's the intention that it's coming from. Because some people, like, don't take stock in the idea that you assume just because it's your best friend that, well, they know I didn't intend to be that way or, like, I hate that when people, somebody, you want them to apologize and they're like, well, that was not my intention. Ugh. I mean, just... I think stating your intention before you tell them the hard truth and the why of what you're about to tell them is an important step in that. Um somebody else said, if you could be on any competition show, what would it be? Like The Challenge. Oh, I used to like I used to want to be on one of these things. The Challenge, like and that was before I was super athletic. I think The Challenge would be a good one. I don't really know. Like I wouldn't want to do like naked or afraid or any of that shit. Like, no, I don't want a cockroach crawling up my butt. I don't want to have my boobies flippy flopping when I'm with strangers. <laughs> no, I'm not about that life. Um, maybe America's next top model. Get off me. I'm not trying to be narcissistic. I think that I like that show because I, I would want to be on that competition show. Cause I'm not anywhere near what a model is at all. And I'm not being like, oh my God, give me compliments and I'm going to be self-deprecating. No, I mean like, well, actually, what is the like, the typical model frame anymore? But I'm just saying like when I tried to do modeling back in the day, I wasn't like the typical mold of it. But I think it would be cool to have that kind of challenge because as you can see, I love pictures. I love taking pictures. I love being behind the lens I love the styling of a photo shoot. I love the concepts behind it. And I think that would be a cool challenge to use the control I have learned with my body in the gym and all the things that I learned in media about getting a good photo and getting a good angle and having the right clothes and the right makeup and the right look all together and not making myself look like I'm farting when I'm trying to be sexy. (laughs) I think that would be really fun. But I also do, I would like to do like something like that, like the challenge. That would be so fun to do something like the challenge with ex-radio hosts. Oop, that would be cool. I would, I'd, Pew. you know who I would be going against. Um. Someone else said, how did you keep going when your friends were getting married and you felt jealous because you wanted that too? Ugh. So I talked about this, I think either on the air or in the podcast a while ago, That there was a time in my life when I was in Memphis, seems like I went through a lot there because I actually did get engaged to the absolute wrong person there. Engaged twice and canceled two weddings. Ugh. Um, It was a time where I was like 28 and I thought that I should have been married by now. Like I wasn't, my clock was ticking. Like, (laughs) God, if I could go talk to that girl. Um, And my co-host at the time had just gotten engaged. And they weren't really together that long. They, But I mean, they've what is it, 12 years now? They've been married, 13 something. And they've got two beautiful children, happily married, you know. And I was like, why can't it happen to me? You know, and I was just me, 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 me. And I think that I was in such a icky place and wanting it for all the wrong reasons at the time. That that's why the universe wasn't letting me have it. I was depressed. For a while about it, and it was crazy because like everything that they got, like her ring, it wasn't even a ring that I would want. It was beautiful, but not. I, it wasn't something that I would want for me. But I was like jealous of it. I'm like, why am I jealous of that one? Because that's not even anywhere near what I would want. And it wasn't about size or money or anything. It just wasn't my style. But I was jealous over things I wouldn't even want. If I saw it in a case, I wouldn't want it. But because somebody else I knew had it, and I was playing the why me game. I was like seething with jealousy. It was gross. And then I think because of that jealousy, I was getting into a lot of wrong relationships. And I think it was because of maybe not that jealousy, but that like absolute hunger and need to follow what I thought was my path and not what my actual path was unfolding to be. And waiting for what the universe and God had in store for me. Like that, that's the hardest thing ever. And I, Said yes to my ex fiance, absolutely knowing that this was the wrong person for me. But he was good on paper and it was time and my clock was ticking and this was the thing that was going to fix all of my depression and anger and anxiety. This was the thing that was going to validate me. And it's bullshit because the only thing that ever validated me was me. And I'm not saying that anybody that's going through this is wrong for it, I'm saying it's a part of life that I wish we all could skip over a little bit. I kind of wish that I would have gone back and, and like enjoyed that journey a little bit more. I jokingly say to you guys that I wish I would have had a one-night stand, but I kind of don't. But I wish that I would have enjoyed like dating and getting to know like what that feels like, getting to know what it is to just say, okay, well, just because I met you five minutes ago, you're not Mr. Right, let's just have fun and then let it be that. I wish that I would have enjoyed Traveling by myself more and not having some boo-boo ass boyfriend that I didn't get to go see the pink fun house tour for the first time because he couldn't afford it, and if I couldn't pay for us both, we couldn't go. <laughs> you see what I mean? Like I made a lot of mishaps and wrong turns because I was so desperate to have that I do. And I'm so glad, so glad that marriage, that engagement, didn't work, because I remember when it broke up. I was telling one of my best friends, like, I wish we would have just gotten to the altar. She was like, why? You would have been divorced in six months. I was like, I know. But somehow that trip down the altar, the wedding, the day, the memories, the dress would have made it worth it. Oh my God, again, if I could talk to that girl. Because my actual wedding day was this awe moment that like, had I actually gone through with that first marriage, I don't know that this would be fact because, you know, Marshall is my person but I wonder if it would have tempered it a little bit it would have felt less than you know because when I got engaged to Marshall by no means did it feel less than to put that ring on my finger because I had one before I think it felt you know even more special because the first time somebody put a ring on my finger I was going oh fuck what am I doing you know so it is something you kind of have to wade through and it's something you have to look in the mirror and say like with gusto and every piece of your manifestation like My person is coming. If that is written in your story and that's what you want and that's what you're bringing to the table and you're manifesting for yourself, trust and believe what's for you is coming. But don't annoy the universe by asking for it over and over and over again. I've told you guys this before because a lot of you guys are asking me like, well, what happens when you start manifesting and like it doesn't happen? I told you guys in my first vision board class that I manifested my house because this was the one thing that I'd not forgotten about but, like, forgotten how specific I was about it. When I pulled my first vision board out, I was like, oh, like, oh, my God, like, that's so close to my house, the way that it looked like, design, whatever. It was 17, 18, 19, five years later. You can't rush perfection. And although I don't believe in perfection, like, you're perfect person for you is there and coming to you but you can't rush that or you'll end up like me with two shitty engagements but stories to tell <laughs> um a lot of you guys are asking in here do I still talk to the members of my old show not at all not no um somebody else said has Malin started the terrible twos I wish I had his energy girl meet. I started to talk to you guys about that a little bit earlier. Yes. Like this has been like a, I'm not ready moment for me because although that this is my second child, what they say about your kids being so different is so damn true. It's like my chill baby and my maniac to the most. Like again, the universe never gives you as much as you can handle or God never gives you as much as you can handle because Lyric was chill. I was a single mom. I feel like, you know, <laughs> I always joke and this isn't true, but if Lyric had been like that, Malin wouldn't be a thing. But Malin is the reason we're not having a third child. That and just, you know, we're, we're happy with two in our family. But, oh, the tantrums. Like, next level. That kid, they say that, like, your kid that's the most, like, the hardest, that gives you the most headache is going to make such a great impact on the world. Which I believe it. You know, because in a lot of ways I was that for my mom. And I hope I made an impact at least somewhat. And still have and still will. Whew, but yeah, that kid runs me ragged. And I'm a tough chick, but damn. Damn, damn, damn. um another one of you guys said what is your greatest fear so it's weird like on a daily I have a lot of anxiety but on a whole global scale I'm not afraid of a lot if you'd asked me five years ago what this question was it would be to not ever have the family that I have now weird how once you hit a milestone of like fears dissipating that you find a new one (laughs) that sounds so shitty but um Greatest fear would probably be to not live up to my fullest potential because I'm not done yet. And I think that that's what was the hardest fall for me losing my job last November because I was finally getting traction with the audience and the ratings were great. My endorsements were hitting it. Like I was doing great blogs, coming up with promotions, and then it was all over. And I was like, oh my God, no. You know, and in some senses, the word within radio, like, that potential I had there in that in that form of medium of the audience or whatever, like, that is kind of over. I don't know if it's over forever, but, you know, I don't know that I'll ever have that high-powered pull again, and I don't know if I ever want it again, honestly, because there's some icky shit that goes along with it, and I think that that might have been why I don't want to say I didn't make it because I did, you know, like six years at a nationally syndicated show and market nine or eight in the country. Like that's huge. You know, that was thousands of people wanted that job. I wanted that job no matter what it did to me, no matter what it took, no matter what I had to sacrifice, I wanted to be there and kill it. And I did. So I don't want to say I didn't make it, but I've always been afraid of like, what if because I spent a lot of my life just wallowing in my own misery and like I think sometimes, not all the time, because, you know, your path is your path and your story is your story. But what if I would have quit woe is me a while ago and got to it a little earlier? (laughs) Remember what I was talking about, about those hard truths? Like, I I, I hard truth myself all the time. And I don't think it's self-deprecating. I think it's just that I hold myself to a certain standard of thinking. And I can't let go of that or I'll give up. So, yeah, greatest fear. Not living up to my highest potential. Um. Oh, this one is a really good one. But I think I want this to be a podcast with Marshall, but I'll answer some of it now. Um, this is a friend of mine that was talking about this that she said, "I guess I can go back to the question I asked about being adopted and finding bio-parents." Oof. This is difficult for me to answer because I am a mother of two boys, and my husband is adopted. So, I have been talking to this friend for a while, and she, like, found the address of her birth mother and wants, sort of wants to contact her, but... The adoptive mother, her mother, that she says, like, you know, there's no, I, this is my mom. Like, there's no leaving that situation. Nobody will ever replace her. This is my mom. But there's that curiosity that she wants to go for. And it's really tough for me to say. Because as a mother, if my children were adopted and I, I would want them to go forth and find out about themselves, but it would kill me, no lie. Because there's always that fear of, like, what if, you know, they leave you or, like, I'm your mother and I'm the one that was here for you and raised you and loved you and wiped your ass and took you to the doctor's appointments and soccer games and let you tell me you hate me, even though I knew that you would come back or, you know what I mean? So I would feel kind of venomous. Not venomous, that's too much. I would feel territorial as a mother if my sons did this with me but then again I would have to put my big girl panties on and realize that that is their life now. Hopefully I raised them well enough that they love me enough that nothing would ever come between that. Um but then there's also the caveat of opening doors that maybe should stay closed. Because do you even know why they gave you up and do you want to know that? That's one of those hard truths that you could be facing. So if it's a situation where you want to, I always say go with your gut because if it's nagging you in your heart and in your mind, it's something that you probably want to go find out. But reconcile with yourself that it might not always be good news. You might have brothers and sisters that weren't given up for adoption and although you want to meet them, are you going to have resentment in your in your heart that they got the childhood with your birth parent that you didn't are you going to believe them if they say something like you know I was too young or I didn't have money or whatever the circumstance you really have to weigh out those options there and what that's going to do to your psyche curiosity killed the cat that saying stays around for a reason so I don't think I'm saying don't do it I'm saying you have a lot of caveats with that if you want to do it responsibly for your mental health in a sense because especially if your parents don't want you to and they're totally against it, you could hurt the relationship there, which I don't think is fair, but hey, you know, it, that could be a thing. You just really have to like look at that with a magnifying glass and figure out what's worth it. Like full disclosure, um, uh, my sperm donor, as I call him, my biological father, I haven't seen since I was four or five-ish, and I've only talked to him like, or I only talked to him like six maybe five or six times after that. And he passed away four years ago now. Did not shed one tear because I didn't know him. And what I did know of him was horrible. Um, absolutely diabolically horrible, like evil shit. Um, But I think I had a brother somewhere in there. One time my mother called him about something and she said that, a little boy into the phone when she asked for his name. He said, Bobby. Like, so there might be a little brother out there, I think. Do I want to know that person? Not really. And that's no shade. That's not like, oh, you don't want to know your blood. I just don't have any, like, want or need to explore that side of my DNA because I don't want to say my father because who would this person be to me? Someone that was a devil in my life you know from what i know of him like in terms of what happened with him and my mother no you know and that was an easy decision for me it could be different when it comes to adoption so just checks and balances my loves checks and balances um not a question exactly but ever thought of making merchandise with the we got this yes sure have you guys have already seen the candles but once i get the website up and running which is coming very soon There is going to be apparel. There's going to be like water bottles. There's going to be a bunch of goodies. I have, it's in the works, friends. And this is what sucks. is like, I just want to hit the round running and go, 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 go. But you know, you got to spend money to make money. And I want it to be right. I don't want to just throw it out there and have it be some like boo-boo thing. And side note, there was a while ago a sweatshirt that said we got this on it. And I was proud at the time to support that cause. and. I wouldn't take that part back, but now, if you're going to buy it, please buy it from me. <laughs> um. Yeah. So another person said, also just have to say, love you. I love you too. When's the next live event? Uh, also coming up, I'm looking at June, mid-June or July. Live podcast, giveaways, games. I'm really excited for this one because I fucking miss you guys miss you guys so much um if you could change one thing about yourself what would it be and why and only one thing y'all damn it um I think it'd be my impatience 100% I'm a very impatient person I also have ADHD but like just everything to a fault. It's so bad. Like even as much as I trust the universe, I do get down on myself. Like, you know, why isn't this happening for me? Why isn't this, you know, I've put so much work into it. Why isn't it happening? Why isn't it happening? Why isn't it happening? And then the minute I put that down, it happens. Literally when I lost our first pregnancy, Marshall and I, I was like, why isn't this happening? Why isn't it happening? Why can't we have a baby? And the minute I said, all right, we're just going to be together. I'm going to stop clocking my periods. We're just going to put this down. We're going to have our baby. We're going to plan our wedding. We're just going to be happy in this moment right now. Boom. One quickie on a Sunday morning. And there was Mallon. Damn <laughs> I. I know. Um, yeah, it was like that with my career too. You know, when I was trying to get the podcast up and running, I was just like, oh, my God, I just want to get it now, 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 now. But I didn't, like, focus on, like, maybe I need that time to heal. Maybe my body needed that time to heal when it came to my miscarriage. You know, like, maybe when I was like, why am I? Remember when I was talking about being jealous? Why can't I be the one? Because that wasn't my perfect person. I needed to wait a couple years and go through a couple of states. Impatience, yes, 100%. I wish I could change that. I have faith. I believe in a lot of stuff. But I'm impatient about it. Like I know it's gonna happen. I just want it now. Oh, how would you suggest to start your manifesting journey? Hmm, that's a good one. Um, so just from an emotional standpoint, I would say you need to figure out your intention, and I think that that is the fucking hardest part because a lot of people. That's what they all said at my vision board events. And side note, like send me a email or. Comment on the podcast page at Podcast on Instagram or Podcast at gmail.com or text 410-604-8895. Do you guys want me to do another Vision Board event? Because I loved that. But again, it takes time and money to put it together, so let me know. Anyway, but I would say set your intention. And so many people at the Vision Board event said, like, I don't know what my intention is. I don't know what that looks like. I don't know what to ask for for myself, which that's like great. Like it's not crazy, but it's like crazy how common that is that people don't like know how to ask for things for them. And I said, okay, well, if that is your space right now, then maybe clarity is your intention. Maybe you need to start thinking about what you want to be clear on and where your path is going to go. And that itself is starting a manifestation journey. For me, my intention was love. And once you get out of the hump of the actual, like, what you want your life story to be, which is so crazy to put it that way. I said, start small thing with things. Like, I got my first rose quartz stone and I would carry it with me and then I started doing the manifestation practices at night. I started clearing out the noise in my head and my life. Like, for example... I was getting rid of things that didn't serve me because I had this new path, this new intention. I was going to manifest love, whether that was self love or whether that was real in person Marshall 10 years later, not 10, four or five years later, love. Like I think the start of my manifestation honestly was when I sold my previous engagement ring and I loved that ring. I paid for most of it too. (laughs) But I used to stare at it every single night and I used to cry over it. I would put it on my finger. Like y'all remember that scene in Sex in the City where Charlotte had gotten a divorce and she would like walk around her house with her engagement ring on. And Carrie was like, what the fuck are you doing? And then, you know, she ended up giving it to Carrie to like pay for her apartment. I need to watch that show again. But I was like finally ready to let it go. And I remember selling it to this dude. That he was so excited to get engaged, it was his perfect ring. It was exactly what he his you know fiance to be wanted, and obviously he was getting it at a lot cheaper price because diamonds are like cars; you take them off a the lot and they're immediately like worth less unless you sell them the right way. But anyway, um, he was so happy, and that made me happy to leave. And then I had that fat check in my pocket that I got my car with that I'm driving now, and it's been in so many damn accidents. It's not even funny. And I think there's bad juju on that car but I digress like clearing out the noise and clearing out the shit that just doesn't do anything for you I haven't done this yet but it was also like somebody said to clear out like photos in your phone that aren't serving you anymore and I'm not talking about like exes ex coworkers, maybe like just things that make you sad Things that you look at and just drop your mood immediately. Invest when you're first starting to manifest. If it's not like, you know, getting the books and reading about the actual practices, invest in the things that make you happy. And I don't care if it's dumb things. I don't care if eating pickles and ice creams when you're not pregnant makes you happy. I don't care if watching videos of people getting scared on TikTok, hi, it is me, makes you happy. Invest in the things that make you just a little bit lighter because I think that's going to clear the path for you to set that intention. And then from there, I have many a podcast on crystal intention stones. I have many a podcast on vision boards, many a podcast on just practices every day in your life that get you closer to what you're manifesting. Um, now that you have back the podcast for a full month, how have you been feeling mentally and emotionally? Are you in a better place? Um. Yes and no. Yes, I'm in a better place because I feel like I've got something here thanks to you guys that, like, I haven't lost it. You know, I still am a talented person, and, like, my ego in terms of believing in myself is growing back. Um, I'm able to puff my chest out a little bit more and be like, I am unstoppable, and I have this. I fucking got this. We fucking got this. So I am in that place where I'm like, yep, I'm not playing small anymore. Is my heart and my brain that is not like the professional side of me 100% well from all that? No. I mean, that was years. And I saw something on TikTok the other day that said like, when you get to a safe space, you're going to be really tired. And I'm really tired all the time. Granted I've got the maniac over there that I gotta deal with and you know, Lyric has swim or soccer or allergy appointments, whatever, every day of the week. That's all good stuff that I deal with. But like they say that when your body gets out of fight or flight, which I did a podcast on that a couple down from here, you're just it finally that you can relax and be in a safe space and things aren't like trying to hurt you and you don't have like this this echo in your ear of like, Riley, we're not equals. You realize we're not equals, right? You don't have that echo and your body can chill. But your body is tired in that chillness because it's been so damn tense for such a long time. I started going to my chiropractor again. He's like, girl, what the hell is in your neck, you know? So physically and mentally, I'm, I'm on my way. And I'm hopeful more so now than ever. Cause y'all, for real, Ugh, those were good ones, you guys. Like you, like I swear, like we call it prep, like show prep. Y'all are the best freaking show prep there ever was. Um, and I wanted to tell you guys before I forget that interview that I've been teasing you guys with for like a week now is happening on Friday, and it is. Emotional, meaningful, long time coming. Something I never thought I would hear. There's a moment where someone that I'm talking to says I was wrong. I was wrong. Never thought I would hear those words. Never. I wasn't even... Yeah. I'm not going to give away too much. (laughs) But... It's a good one. You might want to listen to it on Friday. So on to the fave five. You guys, I've missed doing this with you. Um, Lately, I just posted something on Instagram about me trying out some makeup. I've been obsessed with the dewy glowy thing. Cause like I said, with the sun, I'm like a leech. So I am pasty. My sister says to me right now that my skin tone being Puerto Rican, even though Puerto Ricans are all different colors of the rainbow for real, that she's like, you came out of the womb darker than that. Like I should have like a golden JLo color. I'm like, Casper, the friendly podcaster. <laughs> um, so I've been looking for like glowy makeups and bronzy makeups, and I'm not about spending like a billion dollars on makeup. Now listen, I believe in like good skincare. I believe like there is if there's one thing you should invest in, like money, I guess, if you have to, with your body, other than like what's going on inside is your face. You only get one face. So I'm I'm obsessed with like beauty, skincare, good makeup. And damn. The drugstore like dupes. I don't really think they're dupes, but like the formulas are good. And I used to have a friend back in the day that used to work at Chanel, and I would get all the samples, and I had that for years. And honestly, some of this shit's better. I like usually don't go for the first thing that comes out. I go find a dupe for it, and then if the dupe sucks, but it's like good enough to like try the. More expensive one is not like, as long as it's not like a million dollars, it's like 10 bucks more expensive, 20 bucks more expensive, maybe. Then I'll go for that. Any who's will be. So the first one I wanted to tell you guys about was the four in one Perfector glow from Maybelline. Damn. Like Maybelline used to be like my jam back in the day in middle school where the compacts were like teal. They were like blue. And then there was the teal one for like sensitive skin. I think it was. And that makeup was bad. It was like that god-awful little puff that was just like, did nothing, just streaked your face. Terrible. But I got mine in light-medium 1.5, which I think I need to go a little darker. This is the one I put on my Instagram. So they say it's a primer, concealer, highlighter, BB cream, all in one step. It's illuminating. It primes, conceals, highlights an even skin tone with a lightweight feel. So they said it's got... They've got five different self-adjusting shades that blend in, Blend in, and it's, like, it's got that sponge tip on the top applicator. I don't like that. Like, usually I, I don't mind it, but, like, if you, the one that's comparable to it is the e.l.f. like um, illuminating one. I can't, why can't I, the halo, that one I love. This one's a little stickier than that, so I don't know if it's doing what it's claiming to, like, prime and conceal it definitely doesn't conceal shit highlight yes it makes you feel bronzy and glowy like if you're going for that no makeup makeup look that i've been trying to do lately yes absolutely and i think it's like 14 dollars. somebody dm'd me too that like walgreens has some crazy deal right now if you're like a couponer that you can get like two of them for like 14 dollars. so check that out if you're one of the i'm a CVSer. or i haven't done walmart or walgreens yet i'm gonna try that though but i just mentioned elf when i did the review of this on my instagram or whatever on my tiktok i use the elf woe glow sunscreen because i am a sunscreen girl if there's ever one piece of skincare you need sunscreen all over your face your neck the back of your hands all of it um and i usually use the, the one that i used to use is like more expensive it's um it's like the it's like Oh, I don't want to say this. It's like $36, $37 for sunscreen. Granted, though, it'll you it'll like I had it for like I'll have it for like a year and it stays well. But this is $14 for the WoGlow. Glow. And they said it's a wide, a lightweight broad spectrum SPF 30. I usually like a 36 to a 50, honestly, depending on where I'm gonna be, but good enough. Like if you're just kind of being in light sun. So it's a makeup primer as well, and it leaves skin with a glowy radiance. That's one thing I do like. I like products with sunscreen that that double as other things because me and my suckers and material skin over here. I don't like 70 different layers unless I'm going to a photo shoot. And even then, so it's lightweight. It is actually. And it's, they say it's like a hint of sheer peach for like a natural radiant glow. And it does like it's, it's hydrating as well. Really, really good. It's got aloe, hyaluronic acid, squalene. Apparently that's the new one that everybody's, I don't even know what the hell that is, but apparently it's good for you. And it helps prevent, I guess, protect and glow. I, I just like it. I honestly, they came out like five minutes ago after I already bought mine with ones that are a little bit darker. And I think I'm going to really like that. It doesn't give a white cast because I hate that when sunscreen does that. So for $14, bucks, i am into it. Side note, my next one on here, Essence. Hello? Like, Essence has always been a good brand, but I didn't always see it everywhere. Like, I would see it in, like, the beauty supply stores. I would see it in Walmart, but never, like, CVS or Ulta. And it's, like, Essence and Milani. Yes, 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 bring it. So, their Glow Serum Primer. Apparently, this is supposed to be a dupe for those watermelon glow drops that are too damn expensive for me to even think about trying but they said, "Say hello to hydrated, dewy skin with Hello Good Stuff." So it's got niacinamide. That's that's another one of those like catch phrases and like beauty product ingredients that are big now. Watermelon extract and it's made of ninety three percent natural ingredients. I like that. Watermelon water, um, a boost of freshness and moisture. So you put it in your skin after you cleanse. Really. Okay, so this is sort of like instead of moisturizer. See, so yeah, I won't do that. But it's a perfect base for your makeup. And it's like $6. I've had this in my Amazon cart for a minute. I need to just go buy it before y'all sell it out. Um, And next on the list, it's makeup. The Makeup Revolution Balm Glow. Oh my God. It's $12. And believe it or not, I got a purple one because I was using it as blush because they have it in all different colors. They've got it like a peachy. They've got it in a bronzy that you could use for a bronzer, for you know, contour. Blush, lip gloss, or lipstick, like even eye, like if you want that dewy, gooey like eye look, which I can't do because I have like lash extensions and it'll like ew, no. Shout out to lashes by Katie, by the way. Um, but it's like it gives you that glazed donut lip that you're supposed to love. And oh my god, the purple is so pretty. So I have like an all well, when I'm not Casper the Friendly Podcaster, I have like olive skin. So the purple actually compliments me really well, whereas sometimes like a super, super bright, bar, like a bright Barbie pink looks really stupid on my cheeks. This is bomb. <laughs> See what I did there? But it's available in eight different shades. Natural nude, rose pink, peach bliss, sun-kissed nude, flushed pink, deep plum. That's the one I got because everything else was sold out and it was a happy accident. Golden hour and bear pink. I want to go back for more for 12 bucks. So... It's like buildable too. And I don't like that word because I'm not a beauty influencer, but it's like you can put it over because a lot of those like cream balms, just like the pigment doesn't spread very well or you have to like blend the shit out of it. And I'm not the greatest at blending. It's perfect. I want more. I, yeah. I really want to try like the, the like sun Kiss nude. Cause apparently that one is like the one that you can put all over your face just for all over glow. And last but never not least, Physicians Formula. They're a brand that a lot of times gets like moved over, like as opposed to like Elf or NYX or NYX or whatever. Bethany Frankel always talks about them, and I started paying attention to them more because of that. And like she's obviously like the biggest influencer next to like I don't even know who anymore on TikTok. But um the Physician's Formula glow liquid bronzer. Apparently, this is supposed to be a dupe for the Drunk Elephant glow drops. I love the brand Drunk Elephant. I love them, but nothing in their brand is under like 50 bucks for like two little drops of product. We I mean, ain't about that life. So it's supposed to give you like that instant like glow. Like it's almost like a self tanner just like, you know, for one day that you can wash off at the end of the night. Cause I have those like blonde bronzing drops. I forget who makes them now, but you mix it with your moisturizer and it's like an overnight self-tanner. I look fucking orange and it was streaky. I didn't like it. But this, you wear it alone, you wear it under makeup or even over foundation for like enhancing your skin texture, texture tone, appearance. It's made for sensitive skin too. Not the cheapest. It's like 17 or $18, but also not the most expensive because drunk elephant is expensive as hell. So there you have it, the Faye Five. Um, once I get my website up and running, I'm going to have an entire blog about that where I'm going to go more into it, maybe do tutorials. But um, for right now, if you go to Really Rally Podcast on Instagram, I'm going to put the pictures of it and the um, I'm going to add the companies for it. So if you want to grab it, you can. Amazon, obviously, is the first place to go. Or if you can't find it there, go to the company themselves. Um, but yeah, thank you guys for listening. I'm super excited about Friday. Maybe excited's not the word, maybe nervous, maybe I might throw up, maybe y'all might be really excited to see what happens with this, because this is a person I I never, ever thought I would be sharing a microphone airwave moment with, ever, yeah, (laughs) so I'm gonna leave you with that again. Riley podcast at gmail.com if you want to email some ideas that you want to hear. You got critiques, questions, comments, concerns. Text line 410-604-8895 at Riley Couture on Instagram and Facebook. TikTok is Riley Couture 7. Twitter is Riley Couture 5. Does anybody even use Snapchat anymore? At Radio Recon. You guys, I love you. Long time. Thanks for listening. I will talk to you on Friday for the interview. It's really Riley.